This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Searching with Seneca. So today we're diving into letter number 17 on philosophy and riches. And I'm pretty sure from the title you'll understand uh, what Seneca is going to be talking to us about. So I'm going to dive straight in and we'll read a few verses and see what we can take away. So he says, quote, Cast away everything of that sort, if you are wise. Nay, rather that you may be wise. Strive toward a sound mind at top speed with your whole strength. If any bond holds you back, untie it or sever it. But, you say, my estate delays me. I wish to make such disposition of it that it may suffice for me when I have nothing to do. Lest either poverty be a burden to me, or I myself a burden to others. You do not seem, when you say this, to know the strength and power of that good which you are considering. You do indeed grasp the all-important thing, the great benefit which philosophy confers, but you do not yet discern accurately its various functions, nor do you yet know how great is the help we receive from philosophy in everything, everywhere, how it not only succors us in the greatest matters, but also descends to the smallest. Take my advice. Call wisdom into consultation. She will advise you not to sit forever at your ledger. End quote. So, as far as I can tell, in these couple of verses, Seneca is trying to get across two main points to us. The first one is he's trying to say, listen, all of these things that you're going after, they're not as important as philosophy, as wisdom. And so if you want wisdom, which you should because you need wisdom in your life, then no matter what is holding you back from attaining wisdom, from studying it and and practicing it in your life, no matter what it is that's holding you back, you need to sever those ties. You know, you need to remove them so that you can be clear-sighted in your journey towards greater wisdom. And he says that, he says, if any bond holds you back, untie it or sever it. And a Bible verse comes to mind, you know, that one where uh, it says that it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a wealthy man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, this Bible verse is not condemning wealth. It's condemning an attachment to material things. It's condemning an attachment to the thing that is keeping you from getting to the kingdom of heaven. And if we suppose that the kingdom of heaven is that place that we are all aiming at when we study philosophy, it's the destination that you arrive at, where you truly see and understand what it was that the philosophers were trying to get across to us, then you have to ask yourself, what is is keeping you from that? What is keeping you from seeing what you could see, from hearing what you could hear, from feeling what you could feel if you truly decided to dedicate yourself to the study of wisdom? And what Seneca is saying in these couple of verses and what that Bible verse is saying are the same thing. It's like nothing is more important than you freeing yourself and that freedom 
is nearly impossible to find if you are attached to something else. If you're attached to some material goods or some story in your mind that is telling you that one day you'll have the time, one day you will have set up enough time and space and and freedom in your life in order to dedicate yourself to philosophy, that time doesn't come. And Seneca certainly reminds us of that. And the other thing that he reminds us of in these couple of verses is just how valuable philosophy is for for our lives. I like it when he says that it not only succors us in the greatest matters, but also descends to the smallest. There's kind of a completeness to the way that he talks about wisdom. There's a totality, a whole, right, where it encompasses everything. And and I can tell you that uh, uh, this has certainly been the experience that I have had, where uh, when you pursue wisdom, when you seek it out diligently, and to the extent that you can do that, there will come a time where you start looking at philosophy not as a mere discipline or a pursuit or or as a as a study, but as something that encompasses your entire life. You see how it relates to every single thing that you do. And it seems to me that this resembles that kind of destination that Seneca is talking about, or uh, the kingdom of heaven, as it is told in the Bible. It's that place that we arrive at when our wisdom comes to a completeness. Not in any way am I suggesting that I have a completeness of wisdom, but I get inclinations of this place that we arrive at, where you start to see how all of these ideas relate to each other, and how they relate to your life and, and to to, to the entire world around you. You start to see the meaning that exists within everything. And, and it's almost as if you stop looking at the individual elements of life and you start seeing it in a totality, almost that kind of cosmopolitan worldview where you no longer miss the forest for the trees. You know, and that that is a real place. That is a place that many people in history have arrived at, and uh, and that's what we're all aiming at here: is to feel connected, to feel uh, the presence of a deeper wisdom in our lives that can help us with the greatest and the smallest, and can get us to recognize and truly see the beauty that abounds in everything, you know, the beauty that exists in everything, the delicacy that exists in everything, and the interconnectedness that exists within everything that we do and see in our lives. I'm reminded of Marcus Aurelius when he said that when a loaf of bread is in the oven, the cracks appear here and there, and these flaws, though not intended in the baking, have a rightness of their own and sharpen the appetite. You know, he saw something that we don't usually see. And if you can wake up and you can see that, you can see how everything is right and how everything has its place in the kind of harmony of the cosmos. And another thing we should remember is that many of the philosophers, including Aurelius, said, throw away your books. You know, they were saying that to themselves. And perhaps that means that they arrived at a place where they thought, you know what? Uh, I have arrived at this oneness of wisdom that Heraclitus talked about. You know, I've arrived at this place. And uh, and it's interesting because in the previous letter that we read from Seneca, letter number 16 on philosophy, the guide to life, he says here, when you're traveling on a road, there must be an end. But when astray, your wanderings are limitless. You know, when you're desiring all these other things other than 
wisdom, other than truth, other than virtue. You know, when you desire everything else, all these material goods, your wanderings are never going to come to completion. There's always going to be something else that you need. But when you're on the path of wisdom, on the path of philosophy, you know, there should be a point that you come to. And that's the point that I'm trying to uh, discuss in this episode. And so, ultimately, what I want you to get away from these couple of verses from Seneca, and we're going to continue through this letter in the next few verses, but uh, I want you to remember to pay attention to those things that are holding you back from gaining wisdom and ask yourself, is it really worth it? Is it really worth delaying and attaching yourself to these things that are holding you back? And uh, the other thing is just to remind yourself of just how powerful wisdom is and how powerful it can be in your life. And a great way to remember that is to look at how far you've already come in your study of wisdom. Look at how far you've come. Look at the progress you've made. You know, do you see a difference in yourself? Do you see a difference in the way that you view the world and yourself? Do you feel that difference? You know, how great could that be if you arrived at that place that these philosophers were trying to get us to? Whether you call it the oneness of wisdom, like Heraclitus said, whether you call it deeper wisdom, whether you call it connection, understanding, true knowledge, uh, the kingdom of heaven doesn't matter. It's wherever we are being led on our path of philosophy, you know, and uh, I'm going to leave it there for now. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode and, uh, and listen, I'll talk to you next time. <music>